When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As of right now, we are at war. How desperate you call on such lost creatures to defend you. How desperate am I? You threaten my world with war. You steal a force you can't hope to control. You talk about peace and you kill because it's fun. You have made me very desperate. You might not be glad that you did. There was an idea to bring together a group of remarkable people they can become something more like the battles that we never could. Welcome to Fury's Finest, a podcast and resource devoted to discussion of Marvel Crisis Protocol. My name is Jesse Aiken, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host and good friend, Chris Bruffett. What is going on, Chris? Oh, you know, just still excited about the Black Order. <laughs> I knew you would be. Always, always. We are in the throes of news so you know we're never going to be a full-on news show but there's stuff to talk about chris vision was announced we got to see his card the black order like you said mm. we got to see several of their cards mm. you finally got to see your corvus glaive and proxima midnight cards yeah, i on am the not disappointed at all i'm so happy no thanos yet because that's a big reveal they're going to do which is going to be very exciting but the oh, i'm not looking together. forward to the show notes on thanos's lore Ooh. i was actually thinking about the other day i was like this might be a two-parter might have to start now we might have to start now because that's a lot of homework and they haven't of course shown winter soldier but all this is coalescing chris to we know what the third wave of this game is now which is very exciting yes it is we are in the second wave right now so black panther and killmonger have been out for a little bit which is great some people have gotten shuri okoye and venom some other people not so much that's us right now we're still waiting on that that's the second wave in a nutshell and you also conclude hulk and modok on that too but the third wave chris the third wave is the Asgardians. Oh, it's going to be fun. I can't wait oh, to paint man. Hela, man. Gosh, that model is so the insane. model is so great. Hela, Loki. We know what Thor does now, which is amazing. He is also another one of those double dippers we've talked about in the past that I think are so cool in this game. Thor is an Avenger and the Asgardian leader. Perfect. So he's the Captain America of the Asgardians, as you would imagine. Right. But he also can fit in your Avengers list to increase that Avengers number to get your Avengers squad affiliation numbers up, Chris. So, And he has like a truck. So I'm very happy about that. He's a god. He's going to be a heavy hitter. And of course, of course, we're going to go into each one of these characters on the release. We're going to do lore like we always do and give you guys entire back history so you can enjoy the character to the fullest extent. We're also going to go through their cards fully. We had to mention them now. We're not going to jump into all their card spoilers now because we don't have everything yet. We want to play with them. We also want to get caught up to them because we are still going in release order of the game. 
What's very exciting today, Chris, is we are opened up for the first time out of the corset. Hallelujah. And let's not also forget, too, you mentioned the Black Order. We also got mention of the new mechanic in the game, which is the Infinity Gems. Oh, my. Not the Infinity Stones, the Infinity Gems. And this is a whole new thing they're adding to the game, Chris. And they said they're going to theme some events and some assuming scenarios around this with the gems. And we're going to return these in the future. Once again, probably going to be a double part Thanos episode because we're going to have to go through the gems as well. Yeah, it's going to be a lot. And then we've got a lot of strategy cards we still need to hit. Oh, my gosh. we got a lot of content coming on the way, folks. Well, and some of you guys have been asking for more lore. Some have asked for, for more strategy. And, of course, we're going to give you an equal dose on every character episode. Come the future, when we can branch out, when we can do an episode on objectives like we've talked about we're going to do in an episode on something like these infinity gems leaning in one way or the other we can go more lore heavy more strategy heavy this is something that's going to happen a lot we hope you guys stick with us till then it's pretty incredible chris these infinity stones you add the threat of the stone onto the character you're putting the stone on so that four threat captain america now with the time stone now is a six threat captain america and he's got an exciting new ability it's just it's getting crazy it's going to be so fun when it comes to team building list building theory crafting yeah one of the things that really drew me to this game was the idea of building all these different teams and now we're there and then they throw in this extra mechanic for even more fun even more wild things that no one's even thought of yet something's gonna come up that's just gonna blow us all away and I know. we don't even know what it is yet well and this opens up list building too chris we've talked about a big strength of this game and you and i in fact went recently on a podcast mm-hmm. the third floor wars podcast thank you craig had a great time inviting us onto that and we got to talk about why we love this game really give their show a listen and listen to our episode that we went on we didn't have time to mention it last episode because zemo was so intense on the lore side of things but it was so fun to talk on their show and my favorite thing that we got to talk about chris is you mentioned you're literally playing superheroes and having a time of your life and i mentioned the list building is so simple the model count is so little right that the barrier to entry to this game is lower than almost any other miniatures game and the infinity gems makes this even easier because what is this one point here two points here three points here might even have less model count now but you have these huge upgrades on them the game's getting interesting we're gonna see if it goes wide or if it goes small with the activation count who knows but i love it can't wait for more of this and you know We've even got stuff like Loki has a gem or he starts with the gem. There's there's interesting things that I want to see more revealed. And I just can't wait for the future. They just keep one-upping themselves. They keep doing better and better things, more and more interesting things. I'm just so excited about the direction this game is going. Yeah, and what a blessing for us because as content creators, we have too much to talk about. But we're never going to compromise on our quality. We're just going to keep getting through all the content. So don't worry if there's something we haven't talked about yet. We're getting to it. We have a long list of episodes. We do. And we got a lot of lore history coming up and a lot of homework for us and a lot of things coming. It's just they've put out so much content, which is a positive thing that there's not even a way we could catch up with with our uh, weekly release schedule. So a very exciting time. That leads me right to our next part, Chris, is we talked about this is our first episode free from the course set. We had our course set retrospective at the end of last episode with Mm -hmm. Zemo. Very fun. We've got even more course set ideas that we're going to explore in the future, but we got through all the characters. So naturally today we're going through the first hero character outside of the course set that was released, which is, The Incredible Hulk. The Incredible Hulk. Hulk smash. Doesn't get more iconic than this man. And we're going to get into this today because this is pretty cool as a standalone feature of this game. These individual characters. Chris, just one character. You purchase one, like a Hulk or a Modoc. Especially like Hulk, who's 
such a pop culture icon. This, it, like Spider-Man, he can be up next to your computer or right. wherever you've got your Funko Pops or, or whatever. This model can be part of your, you know, nerd decor. I guarantee someone is purchasing this Hulk as we speak or in the future that might not even be necessarily bought into this course right. of this game yet because they just want to paint a Hulk and have him on their desk. It's a great model. Yeah. So let's just get into it. But first, we got to take care of a little business. Our patrons support Fury's Finest at patreon.com slash Fury's Finest. If you enjoy the show, consider supporting it with a monthly contribution. We would like to thank all of our patrons for their unending support. This week, we'd like to give a big shout out to our new patron, Jonathan F. Thank you so much for your support, man. We appreciate it greatly. One other thing I want to mention, guys, remember, if you want to enter the Venom giveaway to become a patron before February 1st, we will be making the announcement as soon on our Twitter and Insta and Facebook after February 1st. That's right. So Venom's not even here yet for us, and we're really excited to get him to you guys. So every patron will be put into this contest, like we mentioned, and the tiers are weighted. The higher tiers will get more votes. And what's exciting about this is even if you don't win Venom this time, this is the first of many patron giveaways we are going to do in the future. We've actually got one lined up for the next month. I'm making sure to cross some T's and dot some I's, make sure it's in place. And once it's in place, we're going to go straight from Venom into that. Thank you for everyone that has pledged thus far. You guys are laying the groundwork like we talked about. Those of you that are jumping on right now, even if you're just jumping on to get a chance to win the giveaway, a little bit of your tip coffee money we talked about every month does help us out and help us do things we want to do in the future. But once again, thank you, patrons. Chris, let's get into the Incredible Hulk lore. Let's do it. The Incredible Hulk, a green-skinned, hulking, muscular humanoid possessing a vast degree of physical strength. Who is he? Why, he's Dr. Robert Bruce Banner, of course. He's a physically weak, socially withdrawn, and emotionally reserved brilliant physicist and the two exist as independent personalities resenting each other always battling always struggling with each other kind of a dr jekyll mr hyde situation that's right and i think this is something chris that of course us as comic book fans and of course marvel fans and longtime fans and these sort of things we know this but it's always good to verbalize this because i think sometimes the general public does not necessarily realize that they are in fact two personalities Not just an angry version of Dr. Banner, but they are two different entities. And they haven't really got into that in the MCU yet. Not so much. I expect they will. But in the comics, of course, Bruce and the Hulk just get into it constantly. They're constantly working to foil the other's, you know, ends and goals, keep the other from resurfacing. It's just an interesting long-term story. Absolutely. So let's talk about the Hulk's first appearance. The first appearance of the Hulk. Now, I think this is one of the first times this has happened for us, where the first appearance was actually in his own book. It was in The Incredible Hulk number one. Wow. Cover dated May 1962. Usually, you know, these legacy characters we're dealing with coming from Tales of Suspense or uh, Fantastic Tales and things like that. I think you're right. Hulk is one of the only ones on our show so far alongside Captain America. Everybody else seems to have jumped into some of these anthology books and things. Some of the characters popping up in these other comics. Right. And we'll start to see that a lot more. Yeah. Pretty crazy. So let's talk about the creation of the Incredible Hulk. He was, of course, created by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) 
originally inked by Paul Rainman. Stan Lee went on to cite the influences of Frankenstein's monster, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, and the creation of the Hulk, who was originally gray, like my Hulk, That's because right. it's the best Hulk. But it actually, interestingly enough, colorist Stan Goldberg had problems with the gray, didn't think it stood out enough, didn't think it popped enough. Right. And in that first issue, if you, ha- if you can ever see an original issue of The Incredible Hulk number one, you're going to see multiple shades of gray, even some that look more blue, even some that look more green, as Goldberg just wasn't satisfied with that original gray Hulk. He wanted it to pop. He wanted it to pop. And in The Incredible Hulk Volume 2, Stanley, Goldberg, Kirby all decide to change the skin color to green. Gray Hulk, however, is reintroduced in The Incredible Hulk Volume 2, number 302, December 1984. Best year ever. So let's talk about the Hulk's superpowers. Now, this one was a a hard one for me to do, guys. There's just a ton, so he's just the Hulk, man. What, like, what can't he do? He can jump so far, he can fly, he's incredibly strong, he gets stronger as he gets angrier. Well, I think we're about to get more into this with his history. I think a lot of his powers come from just his nature of his creation. The gamma rays? Right. Essentially, he cannot be killed. Let's start there. He really can't. No. He never can be killed. He's indestructible. Because he was this detonation of this gamma ray bomb... He can't be killed. He's kind of always regenerating in a way. His, his cells are infused with gamma rays and all this craziness. Of course, his muscles are out of control. He's giant. Oh, yeah. He's been bulking. So he's just a giant, muscular mass of a person that can't be killed or hurt, essentially, which leads to a lot of other things where he can, you know, we talked about he's got his thunderclap with his hands, which we see in oh, the yeah. game because of his raw size and because the fact that he can't be injured. I don't know. What can he do, Chris? He can he can throw a tank. He, you mentioned the Gamma Leap. His mass, mm-hmm. essentially his legs are so huge, and he can launch himself really high. Also has the incredible power to not rip pairs of jeans completely off when he transforms. That's right. And sometimes they're purple, which I'm a fan of. <laughs> it is amazing. He can't rip the jeans. Yeah, they, they always stay at least a little bit. We even saw some jokes in some of the films about that where he's getting stretchy pants and things like that which is great but yeah he's the hulk what can he do and what's interesting chris about the hulk gonna get into this in his history it's one of my favorite parts about him is he is the incredible unstoppable hulk in a way and he gets conveniently left out of certain comic book storylines because him being unkillable would almost make that side win so he gets sent off to places he gets put in other in the MCU. universes <laughs> to keep him out of sensitive storylines yes yeah or major conflicts like civil war and things like that where you know whoever has the hulk probably wins i mean there's just it's really interesting since he is kind of this undefeatable mass it's pretty great. So I think just to understand his powers more, we probably should just get into his history. Let's just start from the beginning. So during the experimental detonation of a gamma bomb, scientist Robert Bruce Banner saves a young boy named Rick Jones who's driven onto the testing field. You know, classic move. Pushes the kid into a ditch right before the detonation happens. Yeah. Detonation happens and old Brucey boy is just inundated. With gamma radiation. At first, it seems like Bruce is okay, but that night, he first transforms into the Incredible Hulk. He's seen by soldiers, and originally, in these early issues, it seems like the transformation only happens at night, that maybe it's kind of a a werewolf-type situation. Certainly. But soon, it is revealed 
that the transformation is due to stressors, which Banner has quite a few of. And we're getting now into this point into some of those Stanley elements, Chris, where I, I love that Stanley always brings these personalities of these characters and these responsibilities and these struggles people have into their characters. Oh yeah. Things like Marvel comics being so light sometimes and so positive. It's really interesting for him to bring some of these darker things into a positive light or characters struggling with them, things like that. It's just very Stanley. I love that. So actually in the incredible Hulk number four banner cures himself, you know, this seems to be the, driving force for bruce banner for the entirety of his character arc since 64 right to save someone else's life he had to re gamma ray himself like making the hulk a permanent fixture in his life but this is also where we see the first emergence of the professor hulk persona it's not named that at the time but the professor hulk is the hulk with bruce banner's intelligence right avengers number one 1963 the Hulk becomes a founding member of the Avengers, and by Avengers number three, overuse of the gamma ray machine has rendered the Hulk as an uncontrollable, rampaging monster subject to spontaneous changing. We've now lost Bruce. that that professor persona. The personality of Hulk has taken over. Right. Yeah. The angry, uncontrollable Hulk is now in charge. In charge. And that the Hulk we know for today is this is where we really see him emerge for the first time. And I like this too, Chris, because we mentioned they haven't done a ton of this in the MCU, but they have touched on it briefly, namely in Thor Ragnarok and, you know, Infinity War and Endgame where Bruce and Hulk are kind of conversing in a way. And, you know, there's a lot of interesting elements where in Thor Ragnarok, he's stuck in the Hulk form, the whole movie. Right. Um, to a pivotal moment. So it's just, it's always tough to wrap your head around that because it does just seem like he's kind of werewolfing out in anger mm-hmm. and, and, you know, it's more the primal werewolf type thing taken over. Yes, it is. No, this is a different person entirely is Hulk. But then they start having a dialogue, which I think is pretty interesting too. We get more of that in the character. In that dialogue in Thor Ragnarok actually kind of ties into where we're at right now. That That is a very childlike Hulk, a very me want cookie yeah. type Hulk. Yeah. In the 64, in this time frame is when we see the Hulk develop that childlike personality. He's kind of an antagonist to Giant Man for a little while. That is where he really shows his childlike personality. Now we step into the 70s and we see the Hulk travel to other dimensions. In one of these dimensions, he meets an Empress Jorella who uses magic to bring back Banner's intelligence to the Hulk. So we see the Professor back. And she eventually falls in love with him. Unbeknownst to the Hulk, unbeknownst to the reader, they will have a couple of children. Right. But this will come into play later. After this, when the Hulk returns back to good old... 616 earth he helps form the defenders which is interesting because now you think of the defenders you think of jessica jones you think iron fist daredevil the punisher luke cage man luke cage is awesome the semi over ordinary regular people that are stepping up and yeah street level heroes yeah, yeah street level heroes i like that so it's interesting that once again we see the importance of hulk like we mentioned with the importance of captain america and spider-man not only in our culture but in comics Hulk's got his hand in a lot of beginnings. He has Avengers, been around. Defenders. First appearance of Wolverine is Hulk 181. Which is insane. And we're always going to see, we're going to see a theme of them being tied together too. Oh yeah. Locked in combat in some ways. Oh man, it's awesome. So let's step into the 80s now. And Banner has once again gained control of the Hulk. He's gained amnesty for his past rampages. But due to manipulations of the supernatural character Nightmare, 
Banner eventually loses control over the Hulk again. Surprise, surprise. Right. It's established that Banner has serious mental health problems even before he became the Hulk, having suffered some serious childhood traumas that engendered Bruce's repressed rage. Banner comes to terms with these issues for a time, and the Hulk and Banner are physically separated by Doc Samson. So this is the first instance we're going to see Bruce Banner and the Hulk becoming two separate people. Right. Where we created the mask for the Hulk to split him into a second person, I am not sure. That's a question for Doc Samson. Yeah. I don't know it. So it's during this time, Banner and the Hulk kind of become adversaries in a way as Banner is hired by S.H.I.E.L.D. to help create the Hulkbuster unit. You've heard of the Hulkbusters before. You've seen it in Age of Ultron, housed in a satellite armor. Tony calls down to fight the Hulk. So I swear cool. we mention the movie every episode. We can't get away. It from shows that how movie. pivotal it is to the MCU storyline. It's insane. But yeah, the Hulkbusters are cool. Like it's a weird concept, though, Chris. In this light, that Doctor Banner actually created it once again. Something they pushed off onto Iron Man again in the MCU to push up his importance. But also, this is interesting. I didn't know this. That Doctor Banner, of course, would know to create technology to fight the Hulk. So eventually Banner and the Hulk are re-merged to each other. And this is when we again see Grey Hulk resurface. I'm always excited for Grey Hulk. I'm kind of thinking about tracking this issue down. It's issue number 324 Hmm. of The Incredible Hulk. When the Grey Hulk comes back, came out in 86. Interestingly enough, with the reintroduction of the Grey Hulk... We see Banner returning to transforming at night, regardless of his emotional state. We also see the Hulk persona of Joe Fixit introduced. He's a morally ambiguous <laughs> Las Vegas enforcer and tough guy. Not not my favorite. I'll just say that. <laughs> Joe Fixit. So Banner remains repressed in the Hulk's mind four months. So when he's not the Hulk, he's Joe Fixit. And then, you know, he hulks out at night. So let's move into the 90s. Now we get the Green Hulk back in issue 377, January of 91. The Hulk is revamped into a storyline that sees the personalities of Banner, Grey Hulk, Savage Hulk, Savage Hulk is Green Hulk, confront Banner's past abuses at the hands of his father, Brian, and a new Guilt Hulk persona. Now, I haven't read these issues personally, so I'm not sure about this Guilt Hulk thing. Right. But after doing the research for this episode... I'm going to tell you, I'm going to read them. Yeah, it sounds really interesting. Yeah. This is more like Moon Knight level stuff. We're really talking about some some really deep psychosomatic type things yeah, here. mental health stuff. So pretty interesting. After overcoming the trauma, the intelligent banner, the cunning gray Hulk, and the powerful green savage Hulk personalities merge into a single entity possessing the traits of all three. Hulk also joins the Pantheon, a secretive organization of superpowered individuals. So once again, a new organization he's joining. His tenure with the organization brought Hulk into the conflict with a tyrannical alternate future version of himself called Maestro in 1993. The Maestro is so cool. (laughs) Now, if you're familiar with Old Man Logan, the Maestro is around for that. But that's the world the Maestro is from. Yeah, the Maestro is from that world. Oh, God, what a cool character. Basically, all of these Hulks can now interact within Banner's mind, and Banner begins to weaken due to suffering from Lou Gehrig's disease. During this, the four personalities, including Banner himself, confront yet another submerged personality, the sadistic devil, 
intent on attacking the world, attempting to break out of Banner's fractured psyche. But the devil is eventually locked away again when the leader was able to devise a cure for the disease using genes taken from the corpse of Brian Banner. This is getting crazy. It gets wild. This is 90s to the brim. Well, yeah, and it's we're, we're talking early 2000s now, too. Yeah, so at this point, we jump ahead, 2005, and it's revealed at this point that Nightmare has manipulated Hulk for years, and it's also implied that some or all of the Hulk's adventures written by Bruce Jones may have just been an illusion and Banner's psyche. Kind of like Dallas, wow, where one whole season was uh, just a dream. <laughs> uh, kind of a kind of an insult to the reader into the single issue floppy buyer, in my yeah, opinion. But it's like forget that late eighties mm-hmm. business. Kind of the most lazy of retcons. But we can take some interesting things from this, Chris. Like you mentioned, the multiple personalities inside Banner that are different hulks and himself, him struggling with these things, and apparently some of it all was an illusion. But in 2006, the Illuminati decide Hulk is too dangerous to remain on Earth, send him away by ship, which crashes on the planet Sakaar, ushering in the iconic planet Hulk storyline that saw Hulk find allies in Warbound. And eventually he marries an alien queen. What a dream. And I have to say an, an alien queen, not the alien queen. I always think the xenomorph queen when I oh, those yeah. two words put together. Interestingly enough, one of the Illuminati members is Modoc, And Modoc will be our next episode. That's right. So we have an entire sci-fi, Ben-Hur, gladiatorial, et cetera, et cetera, tribal storyline with Hulk on this other planet. Once again, Chris, he's been sent away by the Illuminati. So they don't have to deal with him. He's also sent away during some crucial storylines we've talked about several times that happened around 2005, 6, 7, 8, namely Civil War. And that always, always took right. out to me. What a great story here, Planet Hulk. Oh, but also Civil War is going on on Earth at this time. And it makes perfect sense because Hulk could not be present. Hulk could not be there. But it also led to the awesomeness that is planet Hulk. Right. And then right into world war Hulk. Right. Which is also awesome. So world war Hulk is going to catch us up to Hulk modernity. There's a lot more super weird convoluted stuff. that's going to happen over the next few years. And we're going to leave you to figure that out on your own. Cause we don't really have time for it at the moment. I would love to do, a Hulk deep dive sometime. If you guys are interested in that, please let us know. Yeah. But we want to maintain our format because this is like one of those episodes, very similar to Spider-Man where we have to trim the fat of all the extra stuff because there's just so much Chris. Now I will say if you are a horror fan, the current run of the Hulk is a horror book. I'm very intrigued. And it's very cool. It should be popping up on Marvel unlimited fairly soon. Well, and how appropriate, Chris, this is coming full circle to that Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde werewolf sort of early 60s homage to monster films with the original creation of Hulk. So I love it. Um, I will be definitely checking this out. But let's move on to the MCU. So the MCU, Hulk actually starts out as a different person, as Edward Norton, the Incredible Hulk. Oh, yeah. So this was when Norton was Banner. Norton is a fantastic actor i'm not sure he was the perfect pick for banner he seems a little too strong-willed in my opinion strong of a personality type i think mark ruffalo in a way is fits better norton did not return but this essentially was the origin story for the mcu of hulk we had 
you know, Edward Norton and Liv Tyler. And we had him fighting abomination in this. And that was kind of laying the groundwork for his powers, what he can do. And it's so early on in the MCU. Very early. So, of course, he's mentioned in Thor and the end credits. We, of course, see him for the first time as Mark Ruffalo's Hulk, which is now the MCU permanent Hulk in the Avengers. If you stayed for after credits on our Black Widow episode, I even had that scene of Loki and Black Widow. They're back and forth, their interrogation of each other. And Black Widow does surmise through playing Loki, the god of mischief, which is great that she realizes that Loki's plan is to turn Hulk on them, which Loki does do early in the film, which is interesting. We have Black Widow and Hawkeye fighting Hulk. This is something we're going to see happen a lot in the MCU. Oh, yeah. Hulk gets out of control either of his own volition or someone takes control of him, leads him a certain way. And our heroes have to fight him, but he is a great tool on the hero side. And of course, we have that final shot we always talk about, all the Avengers assembled, and we have Hulk there. He's a founding member. He's very angry. He kills a lot of uh, bad guys in this movie. Uh, Iron Man 3, we he's mentioned again, post-credits, so he's popping up. Captain America, the Winter Soldier, he's mentioned. Not featured, but mentioned. And then, of course, we have Avengers Age of Voltron. This is what Chris touched on earlier. He's a prominent part of the movie. He's dealing with this split personality. Black Widow's been even been brought in now to try to help him, to bring him out of his state of the pure Hulk state. And of course, this is where they fight him with the Hulkbuster. And by the end of this film, he's kind of ashamed and he leaves the planet. This is where it starts getting intense. Uh, we have footage of Hulk in Civil War doing bad things, killing civilians, <laughs> destroying cars by accident, of course. Being a mad, mad boy. And Thor Ragnarok is right after that where he is a major feature. And what he, He's run away. Thor Ragnarok really draws heavily on that Planet, planet Hulk comic series. It does. It takes a different route, and I like it. Uh, it does. It does, but but a lot of the concepts are there. And seriously, guys, if you're interested at all in, in maybe picking up some comic books, Planet Hulk is an amazing place to start. It's just so fun. So Ragnarok, he's prominently featured. He's, we mentioned he's stuck in the Hulk, and then towards the end, he is pretty much all banner. Spider-Man Homecoming, he's mentioned. After Spider-Man Homecoming, major Hulk film once again avengers infinity war and this is where the beginning of the film hulk gets defeated by thanos not killed of course he can't be killed defeated big time this is where we see more of the hulk and banner battling because the rest of the film banner's like come out buddy he won't hulk is ashamed that he's failed what a poor guy he's poor a, he's thing. ashamed that all the asgardians died at the hands of the black order through his failure And we don't see him for the rest of the film, which is crazy. He tells Banner no. Last but not least, we have another mention in Captain Marvel, and we have a return to form where we have Hulk become the Professor Hulk in Avengers Endgame. Plays a major part not only in the plot, but in the action of the film. Um, He wears the gauntlet, some crazy stuff. Professor Hulk is still super jarring to me. I get it. It's it's weird. (laughs) You're not used to it. No, we're not used to it yet. He, of course, fights in the last battle, which is great. So... He's not going away, I don't think, Chris, for for some time. We're going to have him for a little bit. I hope we get a Grey Hulk in the MCU. Whoa. I really do. Like as a flashback or something? Or anything, anything. Anything. Okay. Now that we're done with the MCU, you've already mentioned Planet Hulk, but give us some comic book recommendations, Chris. So along with Planet Hulk, I really think you should give a read to World War Hulk by Greg Pak and John Romita Jr. I would also highly recommend the writer Peter David did a very long run of the Hulk in the 80s and early 90s. You could just read that from start to finish if you want. It'll, you'll have a great time. All right. It's time to go to strategy. 
His name is Hulk. His alter ego is Bruce Banner. Let's talk about his stats, Chris. They get pretty wild. There are a lot of stats. Healthy side, 20 stamina. He has a short speed, a height of four, a threat of six. His defense is follows. Two physical, two energy, three mystic. What about his flipped side? His injured side? What about it? He does not have an injured side. Get out of town. <laughs> That's the caveat here. 20 health is a little high. You know, not too high when you really think about his threat costs and all this stuff. We have a lot of characters that have 12, 13, 10 health, right? But he doesn't flip, Chris. So that means he's never in a dazed state. Never, um, ever. Through the card, at least, flipping. So 20 stamina is a lot. So 20 health. He has a short speed, which is always notable because it's less movement, but he's the biggest base in he's the game. a big base yeah so it kind of it kind of evens out to be medium medium ish yeah and his height is four so he's probably not getting cover very often no he shouldn't unless you're behind one of those line of sight blocking buildings or those height five or higher buildings he's not really getting cover his threat is six which is a huge cost in your list but i think he's worth all of it and let's talk about his defenses anything stand out to you on those it's kind of crazy. The Hulk never dies, right? Why are his defenses lower? So he can be playable in this game. Exactly. That's right. And it makes sense, too, that he's a huge target. It's never like he's going to get cover or he's he's never going to dodge, right? We have see a lot more of these nimble characters, higher defenses in certain areas. Not so much with the Hulk. And I, I do like that the Mystic, once again, is higher. We, we've seen this with some characters. Yeah. Some of these brilliant minds, they have higher Mystic, though it hasn't come to the game too big yet. Someone like Hulk or some of these other characters we've seen. It is very interesting when it does come that he's going to hold up better against that. But two dice is not a lot, Chris. It's the lowest we've seen in the game so far. And it's a return to form with Hulk. But let's just go ahead and move on to his attacks. Let's talk about his first attack. It's his strike. It's going to be a physical attack at range two. Strength six with a power cost of zero. On a wild, it's going to push. And the push reads as follows. Before damage is dealt, this character may push the target character away short. That's right. So not a bad not a bad base attack. Not a bad free strike. Notice something different here, Chris. His strike doesn't have the normal strike text, which doesn't is very generate strange. energy. Does not generate energy because you're gonna see a theme with Hulk where he has incredibly high strength and he has incredibly powerful attacks and superpowers that use power. And if this six strength strike, which is great, it's the highest number strike we've seen in the game, matching some and much higher than others, that would be a little out of control. And I think it's a balancing act they're doing for him. Once again, we got to make these characters playable in the game. Ultron and Hulk probably should be stronger than they are, but I'm just so happy they're playable in the game, right? They're these exactly. giant characters with this giant power level. And we've talked about having to kind of take some liberties with these power sets to make the game as fair and balanced as possible. Absolutely. And, you know, we've played with Hulk a lot in this game, Chris, and he absolutely feels like Hulk. He wrecks. There's nothing broken in the sense of his play style or theme. It's all there. So his second attack is an energy attack. Thunderclap. It is a beam three range, a strength of five, cost three power, no text. Okay. So once again, we have a beam attack. We haven't had this in quite some time on the show. And this is great. This is an AOE ranged attack. Everyone that is inside 
the range three template is going to take damage, including your own allied characters. The thunderclap is a serious, serious thing. Chris can attest to this playing against my Hulk a couple times. <laughs> you don't want to line up your characters in the thunderclap because it's just so much value because think about this. Even if you get two or three characters in this, that's essentially multiple strikes. It's a strength 15. It's a, it's a strength five strike, five strike, five strike, right? Yeah. I mean, that's wild. <laughs> it only costs three too. It's not like you have to spin it every time and do individual attacks, just like Iron Man's Unibeam. It just works and gets everybody. But keep in mind, if you get one of your own characters in this, they don't take the damage you deal. They take one damage. They take one ping. But still, that one ping is a big deal. So don't get your own allies in this attack. His next attack is going to be Hulk Smash. It's going to be a physical attack at range two. Strength eight. Power cost four. On the wild, it's going to stagger. Stagger reads as follows. After this attack is resolved, the target character gains the stagger special condition there's also a second wild take your pick so pick one or double them up his second wild is throw before damage is dealt this character may throw the target character short now throw is important so throw is going to be the displacement tool that will deal damage if there is collision absolutely you throw that character into another character or into a terrain piece they will take damage very big deal yeah, and of course, Chris, the better we get at this game, we're going to see more of these patterns, but you can even chain these things in different ways. We talked about this game being unique, where you can do multiple attacks, multiple things on your turn. You could totally Hulk smash somebody, do a lot of damage, and throw them into a group of another group of characters, and then if you have the power, pay for a thunderclap and get that AOA attack on all of them. Nasty. Nasty. I love it. I love that he has two wilds to choose from this, and let's not forget the power of stagger it is this game's version of stun it takes away an entire action of the two actions a character gets every turn every character in the game only gets 12 actions chris because it's a six round game right so taking away one of the 12 actions minimum you're already up so you're taking away attack or a move or who knows what it's great we cannot say it enough so an eight strength it's one of the highest damage attacks we've seen in the game thus far, as it should be. And that is no joke. If you have somebody like Black Widow, he's in her range. She doesn't have that high of physical defense. He's dropping eight dice on her. It's going to hurt. He might flip if he gets right. lucky. This is craziness. But let's move on to his superpowers because I think this is where he really shines. His first superpower is an active superpower called Gamma Leap. It costs three power. Place this character within range two of its current location. This superpower can be used only once per turn. Let's talk about why this superpower is so important, Chris. The first time I read this, and even necessarily the first time I played Hulk, I did not realize how good this is. Superpowers are free actions, right? Usually. Exactly. This is a free move if you can pay for it. So this is going to cost three, which is pretty high. Two with Captain America. But think about this. Hulk is a six threat character that does high damage. If he's not double attacking every turn, you are not getting your value out of him. That's right. You have to gamma leap every turn if possible, including that first turn where you might gamma leap and run in. He just has to be in the fray. If someone's running away from him, he can gamma leap to them and hopefully double attack or he can double thunderclap. Things get crazy. 
you must gamble leap every turn if you want him to get to value out of Hulk. Because also, let's not forget, he's the biggest target on the field. He's never in cover. He's easy to shoot. So the more he gets peppered from range, he's in trouble too. Let's move on to his next superpower, Chris. It's an active superpower. It's called the strongest one there is. Choose an interactive terrain feature or enemy character, both size 4 or less, and within range 2, and throw it medium. This superpower can only be used once per turn. The power cost is 2. So once again, 1 with that Captain America Avengers, which is great. Notable, Chris, this is the first time I think we've seen this in the game. Size 4 or less. He can throw that daily bugle. He can throw that little miniature building. So we've talked about the importance of throwing, removing terrain, removing cover, throwing terrain before it can be thrown at you. This is crazy because he's throwing a size four piece of terrain or character and then adding one to that, right? So that's five auto hits somebody has to dodge. Once again, this did not take an action. If he could afford it, it did not take an action. So he could potentially be throwing five auto hits on somebody and then striking or Hulk smashing somebody. You're getting your value out of him if you're doing all this right. Yep. You just got to nail that turn zero and that turn one with him, which is really tough to do. But let's talk about how he's going to pay for all this, Chris. He has an innate superpower called Inner Rage. During the power phase, this character gains two additional power. He gets three every turn. That's nice. (laughs) That's real nice. So you get Gamma Leap every turn. You get Gamma Leap every turn. You get three power every turn. You add in discounts, you add in, of course, taking damage where you gain power in this game. It gets kind of crazy. Power is so important to him. Oh, yeah. Why they couldn't give him power generation off of his strike. So let's talk about his next innate superpower. You won't like me when I'm angry. Add one additional die to this character's attack rolls for every three damage it has. Additionally, if this character would flip its stat card to the injured side, it is KO'd instead. That's dealing with the no injured side but think about that i have thought about this chris (laughs) i know you have now this is how they represent hulk getting stronger right as he gets angrier and angrier and this does balance out the fact that he can be killed chris and that he does have a finite amount of health in the game despite him not really being able to be killed in the canon per per se right by other well he can be knocked out he can definitely be knocked out so This is potentially, Chris, potentially, as in up to 18 damage, which would be two health away from death, Mm -hmm. that is six additional dice on every single attack he has. So his strike goes to 12. His Hulk smash goes to 14. (laughs) His Hulk smash goes to 14. And his beam attack goes to 11. That's crazy, man. If you can catch three people on that beam attack, that is 33 dice. Coming at the other player. Of course, that's a perfect world situation, though it has happened in some games we've played. But here's what makes him interesting. You've got to get him in position correctly. And if you're the enemy player, you have to take him out or completely ignore him and kite him. One of the two. You have no middle option. There is no middle option of putting, oh, let's just put six damage on Hulk. Well, now he has two extra dice. dice. Everything. And once again, Chris, I think this is a balancing act with his lower defense. This is a weird way his lower defense makes him better. His aggro gets better, but his health goes down faster. His health goes down faster, but it also helps with his power generation. It certainly does. So he's going to have a lot of power. He's going to do a lot of damage every turn and just count on him having at least three damage on him. I mean, let's just think in those terms. All these attacks are bumped up by one more dice all the way up to six dice. Right. One to six is kind of the range. 
insane. And I think he's going to be on every roster I have, Chris, for the foreseeable future because sure. we're going to get into more strategy episodes in the future. We're going to get into list building. We're going to get into team compositions. But right now, he fits very well into Avengers affiliation and Cabal affiliation. Cards like Cosmic Invigoration and the Cabal affiliation are absolutely absurd with Hulk, where Red Skull takes Hulk's token off of him and Hulk gets to activate a second time this turn. That's potentially four attacks on one turn. Also, though, Cap makes all these things cost less. So Hulk has more reactive abilities, more options. He is fantastic on both. Let's also not forget the Cabal ability of dealing damage, Chris. You get more power. So he fits on both these teams absolutely perfect. I think he should be a part of your roster every time. He's a definitely a safe buy. You're not going to play him every match because we've talked about right. the width of some of these objectives in the game. He struggles with objectives. He doesn't struggle with holding an objective, but he struggles on these objectives where there's multiple places where people need to be. He obviously can only be in one place and he can't really right. adapt or change mid game. Oh, I have to be on the other side of the map. That's not going to happen. You have to choose a spot similar to crossbones, plant your feet, stay there for the rest of the game, knock people out. Crossbones is a mini Hulk. Hulk is a big crossbones. <laughs> and, you know, rightfully so, he's two crossbones. He's sixth threat. They nailed the character. And we've got to go on to the last bit here, Chris, which is the sculpt. We've got to talk about it. Well, it's really great. <laughs> it's so great. Has there been a bad sculpt in this game yet? I'm just happy that Hulk's is great. Fits him. It's not, you know, some strange thing. It really looks like a mix of the MCU Hulk, the Ruffalo Hulk, and the comic Hulk. And that's where we want to be. That is the sweet spot we like to live in. We should mention one more thing about the Hulk. He is immune to poison. I'm glad you mentioned that. So if that was the make or break between you getting that character, there it is. <laughs> That's the straw that broke the camel's back right there. And as Chris said, you should just be getting him anyways to have as a staple on your desk or your, your workstation. We think he is just a great model for the hobbyist in you. Fun to paint. Fury's Finest is supported by our wonderful patrons. You can become a Fury's Finest patron by going to patreon.com slash Fury's Finest. Don't forget to join our Patreon giveaway before February 1st for a chance to win our Venom. That's right. So those of you guys jumping on, thank you. And those of you that have been here all along, you mean so much. But, you know, anyone could win the Venom. And we are very excited to send that Venom off. I can't wait till we get Venom in, Chris, and we can do it's gonna that. It's going to be cool. Don't forget to catch our streams of Marvel Crisis Protocol at twitch.tv slash Fury's Finest. We also have plans for our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Fury's Finest. Once this Patreon takes off in the form of battle reports and high quality video content, follow the show on Twitter at Fury's Finest Cast, Instagram at Fury's Finest, and Facebook.com slash Fury's Finest. Email us at Fury's Finest at gmail.com and continue to leave us reviews on Apple Podcasts. We will read this content on future mailbag episodes. Thanks to Approaching Nirvana for our intro and outro music. And please remember to subscribe, rate, and review. Please help spread the word about our show. You can follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at J-S-S-E-E-A-K-I-N. Check out my Star Wars show, The Canon Cantina. It's a new year. We've got a lot of new content. We've, we've changed up some of the format of the show. Perfect time to jump on if you've never listened to my show because we've got a lot of new things in store. And you can follow me on Twitter at Chris Breffett, C-H-R-I-S-B-R-U-F-F-E-T-T. Thanks for listening. True believers. Excelsior. The world has gotten even stranger than you already know.
Shields of people could have killed me. I know, I'm sorry, I just got so angry all the time. Oh, always, always angry. Well, we're the same, you and I, but just a couple of hot headed fools. Yeah, same. Hulk like fire, mm. die like water. Mm. Well, kind of both like fire. But Hulk like real fire. Hulk like raging fire, die like smoldering fire. Mm. <laughs> 